All right, Lord, we ask you to anoint this teaching today, God. Let your word speak to us, God, and um, let it be rightly divided by me. <laughs> and let your uh, word penetrate into our hearts and change us in Jesus' name. Well, I want to talk about today the Spirit's original church music. That's the series, kind of, that we're, we're working through pretty much all this summer with uh, an occasional departure on a Sunday morning for some other unrelated reason, but that's the series, The Spirit's Original Church, looking into the New Testament and trying to discover the, the outline, the rudiments, the, the kind of vision sort of worked out. We don't, we don't see everything in fullness, but we see certain areas of church life that were normative back in the first century. And so um, we want to look at that, and then we want to look at the barn and comparing the way we do things here at the barn with that original pattern. Not that we have to do everything. Not every church has to do everything that absolutely was always done exactly in the Bible. But there are principles in the Bible that are of God for how a church, his local body, ought to be operating if, if the blessing of God is to be upon it, I believe. So that's what we've been looking at. We've been looking at principles that govern practices in the church. So today we're going to be looking at the musical worship part of the church. And I just want to say, um, let's turn to the, next, the first slide if you could. And I just want to say in general about worship, I've heard it said, and I believe it, that worship should be the lifestyle of the Christian. So if you've come into a knowledge of God and Jesus has come into your life and he's real, God in you, the hope of glory, the, the riches of heaven inside you and being transformed more and more into his image, if that's a reality in your life, then uh, your call is to, is to worship God in all ways. And a good definition of worship would be the moment-by-moment moment surrender of yourself and the entirety of your life to God. Just the giving yourself away to God. God, use me. Whatever about me you want to use for your purposes in the earth. So ultimately, Christianity, it starts with a self-focus. Because we're so needy and we come to a point where we need a savior. So we receive Jesus. So we, we, we need him. So it's about us, really, at that point. But then, as God works in us, it becomes about others. It becomes about what God can do through us to bless others around us and to extend his kingdom. His kingdom is defined as the rule and reign of God in particular situations, in human lives, in families, in communities. So wherever God has touched down and broken through, there is the kingdom, where the king is in manifestation. There is the kingdom. And so our job, after God kind of cleans us up and empowers us, our job is to move forward and release his gifts and show the fruit of the spirit and make relationships and serve people and extend the kingdom and witness and evangelize and use all the tools that God puts at our disposal. So that's, that's worship, surrendering ourselves to God. So it's a lifestyle thing. Therefore, I urge you because of all God has done for you, 
surrender your bodies, and the word body there is best understood not just the, the earthly frame that we have surrounding our spirits and souls, but um, you know everything about us that touches the world around us. So our, our, kind of the entirety of ourselves. Surrender all of us as living and holy sacrifices. The, the contrast there is to the, uh, the sacrifice of, uh, uh, of animals in the Old Testament sacrificed and then they were killed but we we may be killed in the flesh but we're alive in the spirit so we're living and holy sacrifices accepted by God the intelligent way to worship him so surrendering ourselves is worshiping him so that is one valid definition of worship but what I want to talk about this morning is what we commonly think of when we think of the word worship in the church and that is musical worship don't we? That's what we think about. And you know, I was, I was thinking about this. You know, music is a created thing. Music didn't have to exist. God made music. I mean, there's a science to it, right? With the tonal qualities and the... It's, it's mathematical the way it kind of fits together. Like all the universe is mathematical it fits together and God God's created music and he's designed music for a particular purpose and I'm so blessed man I am so happy that I'm part of the barn we've always been a worshiping church we love worship I dare say if you didn't love worship you would not be here and if you don't like worship you're gonna hate heaven (laughs) filled with worship not only human beings worshiping, but strange creatures worshiping God. <laughs> Day and night constantly, filled with worship. And man, the atmosphere, well, I, I, I don't want to go off on that. That's just, it's just, guess what? It's a heavenly atmosphere in heaven. Okay, musical worship. Uh, I can remember back when I first became a believer, it was... Um, 1969 is when the Lord invaded my life with himself. But uh, about 1971-72, I got involved with a charismatic renewal over in the Wilmington area. I'd come to the University of Delaware as a grad student and uh, got involved with a church in Wilmington. And that church hooked me up with uh, such organizations as as the Full Gospel Businessmen's Association. Anybody here ever heard of that? Yeah, and uh, a glow, and these ministries that that featured the work of the Holy Spirit. And I can remember, you know, uh, now back then I considered myself a very cool individual. I was a cool person. Hard to believe, I know. But uh, (laughs) I deceived you at least, didn't I? Oh, I convinced you. She said I deceived you. So... uh, Anyway, uh, so I was, I was too cool for much of this, you know, you know, excessive expressiveness. But there'd be these big meetings of believers, spirit-filled believers. And I would go to them, and I'll tell you, you know, some of the parts were, because I'd come out of a culture where, you know, we, we knew good music and... And we knew that, right? So a lot of the music that was being played back then, honestly, wasn't exactly something to write home about. So, but there was one thing 
that caught my attention. It's when occasionally this crowd would come to the end of a chorus or a song and then there would be this lull and all of a sudden there would be this wave of melody and singing that would just waft up into the atmosphere and and it would it would flow and then it would billow up again and then flow down again and billow up again then you it almost stopped and then suddenly it would flow back up again and believe it or not it was beautiful to my refined pagan musical sense it was it was beautiful but the thing about it was a lot of it was in a very strange language that I knew not of. So it was just what I then came to learn that was in tongues. And uh, occasionally I would hear some, some people singing in English as well, but most of it was in tongues. And, and, and it was just, uh, it, you know, it was, it was that heavenly quality again. And, and that drew me into it. And I loved its spontaneity. And I loved its melodious harmonies. And people, I, I guess everybody in the room could sing. It sounded like everybody could sing. It didn't seem like anybody was tremendously discordant. Maybe they kept quiet if they were. But, but it was just a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, it didn't have a script. Once it started, it would just kind of billow up and, and go. And sometimes it would go on for eight, ten minutes. And, and there would be an atmospheric change. Okay? There would be an atmosphere. I want to say that. That's an intentional phrase that I'm saying right now. There would be an, an atmospheric change. It would feel different in the room. And um, I didn't know enough back then to really follow the patterns of what was going on kind of in the spirit but I'm pretty sure that it was after that season of spiritual singing that then a prophetic word would come forth or a tongue and interpretation because lo and behold what had happened that I really didn't know about back then is that this group of people maybe three or four hundred of them would would enter into a breakthrough place where they moved out of the natural realm into the supernatural realm. And they accessed God. They drew near to God. And what happens when we draw near to God? Draws near to us. So this veil between the spirit realm and the natural realm kind of was pulled back. And and God started speaking and God started healing and and it was a a, a, a means to enter into what I, what I learned was the realm of the Holy Spirit. So God's very nature in the form of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit would then be released into the crowd and, and people would then begin to speak and healing would begin to happen. And, you know, I know more about it now than I knew back then, but I was, I was struck by it. You know, I was ignorant of a lot back then, but I was struck by that phenomenon. It was, it was utterly real, and it was so beautiful. So, the scripture talks about three different forms of worship. Next slide, please. And um, we're going to get to those in a minute. But musical worship, I don't have time to talk. This isn't a series on worship. But this particular song kind of captures biblical worship. 
If I was teaching on biblical worship, I'd talk about the various forms of expression of worship and the meaning that they have. Why is, is worship expressed in the Bible so often physically? That's in fact one of the, one of the meanings of, the, of a Hebrew word for worship. Literally means to bow down before and kiss. Bow down and kiss. Very intimate language. Has to do with, with, with a physical response to the living God. And we've got hands being raised and, and shouting to the Lord. There is, there is an expressiveness of the human being toward God. All, the Bible says, all that is within me. Praise the Lord. Worship the Lord. Bless. The word bless means praise. So, it, it, so we, we bless him. We, we come out of ourselves and we, we flow up into him. And as we do, again, we're drawing near to him. I hope my shirt's staying over here. But (laughs) you think that's funny, don't you? So (laughs) we flow up to God and he flows down to us. And that's really a requirement, I think, of entering into the presence of the Lord. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Two references in one verse to singing joyfully, singing exultantly, not singing as if you're under a rock somewhere. You know, you're, you're, you're singing, you're letting it go. You're letting it go. And yeah, I'm, I, I know we can be quiet before the Lord. I know we can. And there's a place for that. But I want to share, there's a place for being so expressive and letting yourself go. I personally believe that the Holy Spirit and the human voice are connected. And I think the words that we sing and the words that we speak are vehicles of spiritual power. So the Holy Spirit dwells in our spirits, is mixed with our spirit. And so when we speak the words that God gives us, there's power released. I mean, we could go on for a long time about the power of praise. We talk about that. Praise breaks through demonic opposition. Praise is warfare. Why? Because there's a, there's a spiritual weapon that flows out of our voices when we, when we confidently express the truth of God. That's kind of another meaning of the phrase, the word of our testimony. So our testimony to the truth of who God is, coming out of our mouths, actually is a, is a power weapon that destroys strongholds and, and clears the atmosphere. Come let us worship and bow down. There's that bowing down, that that physical expression of of surrender to the Lord. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. And we could go on and on. So worship has many different expressions. But the two musical expressions I want to look at, three of them rather, are next verse here. Um, Aha, I'm almost there. Okay, I gotta say this, okay? I've said it, but I, I want you to read this. Music... Musical worship is a created means to access the spirit world. I, I want you to know that. I mean, like, if, I, if, if you take almost nothing away from this teaching, I want you to take this reality. 
that music has been created by God to be a vehicle into the world of the spirit. Now this can work for evil and it can work for good. Occultists know this principle. And they practice chanting. Repetitive musical expression that releases their inner being. Their inner being is demonized. So they're releasing demonic power out through their mouths and they're filling the atmosphere with demonic power. And it's through the vehicle of music. I want to tell you a quick story. This might have to be a two-part series. (laughs) But um, um, I got to tell you this story. Um, I was not saved. I was in college in 1969. So I was a sophomore in college and there was this this thing that had been put together by the college. I went to Dickinson College, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. So it was an all-school thing, relatively small college. Maybe about six, seven hundred people came from all the, all the grades. And there were some teachers there. And they invited this guy in called Allen Ginsberg. Some of you older folks in the room know who Allen Ginsberg was. I think he's dead now. Uh, was a beat, a beatnik, kind of pre-hippie poet who was into poetry and, 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 and sort of avant-garde music and whatever. So he appeared on stage and uh, he spoke for a little while, maybe did some poetry reading. And then, so I was there. That wasn't that interesting to me, but I went through it. Uh, and then he had a little drum with him. And he said, we're going to all do something together. And I want you to join me. So we said, okay. So he started beating on his drum. His little hand drum. Whatever it was. That sounds like a good rhythm right there. And he, he began chanting. He began musicking. <laughs> like that word? Musicking. And I don't know what it was, probably some Eastern thing. It's probably what it was. But I was watching him, and I was watching everybody, and, and the crowd, I, I kind of stood apart from it. That's kind of who I was at that point, sort of an observer more than a participator. And I, I was watching, and the crowd was starting to get into it. And they were following along, and there was a, a unity that developed. I could tell that. And then something happened that really was indelibly imprinted in my memory. And I still remember it. Miraculous, right? So, at, at one point, something happened in the room. Something invisible, but feelable, almost maybe even hearable, something about the light in the room, something changed. And, and there, was a, there was a weird energy that got released into the room. It was not God. And I felt it, and the rest of the, the crowd was like going for it. I think they felt it too. I was not a believer, but it felt bad. It felt weird, really weird. And, you know, I'm okay with weird. <laughs> I have to live with me. I'm okay with weird. 
but I don't want bad weird. And this was bad weird. And, and so I actually, I actually left the room. But the distinctive change that happened, it probably happened about 20 to 30 minutes into the beginning of this drum beating and this chanting. So that was an example of what occultic people, people who pursue spiritual reality, they know there's a spirit realm. What they believe about it may not be true, according to the Bible, but they know it's real, and they know there's authenticity there that they want to contact. And so there are many ways to do that. It takes concentration of the inner being in harmony with the outer being of the, of the human being. And it, it, it's a focus and it's an intensity and an concentration of, of the spirit of a person. And then what happened with this group is it was linked with hundreds of other people. It's really the power of agreement. Working negatively. And, and somehow some portal or opening was made in the spirit realm and what was contacted was not Jesus (laughs) now when we use music and we concentrate our human capacities on the Lord and give ourselves spirit soul all our soul capacities all our emotion our our wills our our thoughts, our mental capacities, we're focused on the Lord and we're, we're doing it together. Guess what? It doesn't take long before we break into the spirit world and we contact the spirit of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's good. Sometimes that can be a little weird, but it's good weird. It's good weird. Now, when I say it's a little weird, I don't want to scare anybody, but sometimes there are physical manifestations of the Spirit of God that flow. And some people tremble. And some people fall under the power of, of that divine energy that, that hits them. Now, it doesn't happen that much here when we worship. Sometimes it happens when we, when we minister. But it could happen when we worship. Revival is when there is a breakthrough of the Spirit of God into the world of the church in a massive way. And and it and it deluges people and and changes them forever and fills them with inexpressible joy and peace and and the voice of God is so clear and his presence is so real. And his protection is so abundant. And, and that's, that's why I, I crave the presence of God. I crave the revival that I tasted when I first came to the Lord. And I tasted in the Toronto blessing. And I'm going to look forward to this worldwide revival that's coming again. Because the presence of God gets so abundant. And we become empowered not to just selfishly enjoy God's blessing, although we do enjoy his blessing, but we, we then go out and we give him away. 
We give away his love. We, we give away his power in the form of the spiritual gifts and compassion ministries and we help the hungry, feed the hungry and we clothe the, those who need clothing, etc., etc. So music is a way that we enter into the presence of God, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise. That's metaphoric language, you know, obviously drawing on the the, uh, the, the imagery of, of going into the temple of God and coming into the outer court, the, in the gates into the outer court and then into the inner court, getting closer and closer to the visible in the temple, the visible Shekinah glory of God, the real presence of God, the divine energy of his presence in the very center, in the holy of holies. So entering in. And, and so through Jesus, we're, we're able to enter in through him, through his name, through all he's done for us and his death on the cross and the shedding of his blood, everything we celebrate at communion. And that great reality has opened the way. The Bible calls it a new and living way to God through Jesus and we can re-experience that. That's objectively true for those of us who've received him as our Lord and Savior. That remains true. It's our ticket to heaven. But there's so much more because we can experience that new and living way opening up into the presence of God in a, in a manifest way over and over and over again. Through worship. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Acts 16, 25 and 26 tells us the story of Paul and Silas who have been in prison because they're evangelizing in the city of Philippi and they get thrown into an, the inner prison which is a nasty place to be and their, their hands and feet are put uh, in stocks and, and they were beaten and so their, their uh, backs were ripped open and wounded and yet in the midst of that, they, they, the Bible says they prayed and they sang hymns. Hymns is one of the three specific kinds of music that the church engaged in in the first century and beyond that Paul talks about. And so they sang hymns and they, and they prayed. And, and what happened? The same thing I'm talking about. There was this buildup that their spirits were being released and through music and prayer mixed with music. That's, by the way, what we do with our concerts of prayer. We, 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 we access, they accessed the presence of God and God's power came and, and produced an earthquake, a divine, divinely caused earthquake and split open the, the prison doors and, and they, were, they were unlocked from their stocks and they were set free and so this is an example of 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 what of them coming to God in worship through music and the power of God being accessed and the gifts of God and the goodness of God everything about God his majestic power began to flow into the situation with Paul and Silas because they were praising and worshiping the Lord and so, boom, his power fell. And so that's why, I mean, early on, I'll end with this. I haven't gotten to what I was going to talk about, but I will. Um, 
I was going to talk about what I've talked about, but it's not the main thing I was getting to that I was going to talk about, and I only started to talk about what I was going to get talking about, but I didn't get to talk about it. Okay. Don't ask me to repeat that, please. I hate it, you know, you're teaching along, right? You know, like, could you repeat what you just said? No. (laughs) I can't remember it. So... So, now I've forgotten where I was. Well, it's time to stop. (laughs) Let's stand together. I really have forgotten where I was. Lord, we we thank you for the gift of laughter. We thank you for the gift of worship, Lord. Thank you this created thing called music you've given to us. And we thank you, Lord, for, for uh, this amazing phenomenon where we can come into your presence and worship with our, with our whole hearts, Lord. Let everything that is within us praise your holy name, God. When we do that, man, we enter into a place and you start ministering in power and And that's where Christianity gets really fun. (laughs) And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you. It's a new and living way. And God, I pray for my brothers and sisters here that we, we, as good as our worship is, and I say that with humility and I say it with with joy that, that God has given us that, as good as it is, Lord, I want it to only be a taste of what we're going to experience, God, as we go on in you. And I look forward to that, Lord. So God, bless my, my brothers and sisters here. Bless them with personal worship in their own personal lives. They can do the same thing, come into your presence that way. And bless us all as we move together as a church. And help me, Lord, next week if you are willing that I get to my real point. <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen. All right. One, uh, before we leave here, physical healing. Somebody came up to me with a word of knowledge. God wants to heal people who are struggling with STDs. Now, it's going to be weird for you to come forward, isn't it? (laughs) So wait until a few other people are up here and then come forward. Get healing prayer. Prophetic over here, other ministry right here. Say to